welcome my friends to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences interview some fantastic people and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to this latest episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez and I am recording on Thoroughwood Country today and I'd like to pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I'm recording. Ah, today's topic, a controversial one, I am sure, but I'm going to give you my view on what it takes to be a great change practitioner and the traits, I guess, of good change managers. Now, if you're a change practitioner yourself, you'll probably have views on this, but certainly from my experience, from recruitment, from being obviously a change practitioner myself, seeing high performing teams and what does it take. Some of these are in the context of the matching of an individual to the culture of the organization. I think that's really important. But I want to talk more on an individual level about the importance of self-awareness for change managers, self-care and also vulnerability and the power that it has and I know that Brene Brown of recent has been really talking about this or a couple of years ago probably now really came to the fore around her research around vulnerability. But it had me reflect on my experiences as a change manager but also a person insofar as the type of work and the approach that I take and why it's effective and why you also have to be a bit of a chameleon when you go into various organizations which I think is the concept of self-awareness. Um, so let's get into it. I'll take you through some concepts. So the first one is around self-awareness. And if we follow kind of the breadcrumb trail around self-awareness, and certainly in my early 20s to mid-20s, I was really conscious of who I was being at work, even though I was in my 20s. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you tend to be quite eager. You've come out of university, you're very enthusiastic about life. In the workplace, you want to add value. Um, you feel like you know a lot of things that maybe you don't know because you haven't had the life experiences, but you, know, you kind of run at that wall um, so that you can really get runs on the board and you know, do well at your job. Certainly, that was my experience of my 20s. And then you get into your 30s, you're a bit more seasoned. You understand that, you know, this it's a bit of a, a broken record regardless of what workplace you go to around some of the common issues and by that time I had started exploring and doing some self-development work and that had really added value to my life because what I was really looking at was my behavioral patterns looking at my um, I guess 
repeated cycles in life and how I could change those and it had me become more aware of human behavior and by exploring my own human behavior I became more conscious and aware of others behavior and the patterns that they ran and that had me really detached from the you know everything's about you concept through to actually there's some things that have nothing to do with me so the emotional reaction that people have to the communication that I put out there and especially in the world of change if you're thinking that you can always do a perfect job then you are going to come unstuck time and time again I realized that everyone has different emotional reactions to change no matter how you communicate it and certainly my aim was always to communicate it well and that it wasn't about me it was about potentially what was going on for those individuals and then as you become more and more experienced and then you head into people leadership you understand that even more and the importance of having boundaries and making sure that you don't disempower people through the change process was something that I really came across when I was doing uh, my self-development work and personal development work around ensuring that you don't play into a victim dynamic for people and can help them and support them to be empowered to make decisions, which is very critical when it comes to change. And especially if you're heading into change management regarding restructures. So important to think about those concepts, but the main thing is around your own self-awareness and if you focus on yourself learning more about yourself you will always be a better change manager and change practitioner you will also be able to influence behaviors better in a positive way and respectful way not where you're looking to manipulate but where you're actually looking to empower And I think that's really, really important from a change perspective. And certainly that gives everyone a positive change experience if they're understanding that even in the most dire of circumstances that they're in a space of choice. If you're listening to this podcast and you've worked with me or come across my work, you will know that a lot of people often say to me in high pressure situations as well that um, I seem so calm and I tend to be able to handle conflict, um, antagonism, whatever it may be. Uh, Part of it is because of my sense of humor. I don't take anything too seriously. The other part is because from a self-awareness, personal development perspective, one of the key things has been around ensuring that I don't take on other people's stuff. Now, I'm not perfect in that sense. There are times, obviously, I am plugged in. There are people who would well and truly know that I vent Uh, and can offload but in the actual moment it's actually about diffusing situations managing conflict but ensuring people are heard and oftentimes when people are heard and you then follow it up with action then it builds trust and I just think it's a foundation of respect so once again the ability to handle stress and stressful situations be able to self-regulate from an emotional perspective is really important and that comes through working on yourself it's certainly really critical and and that's the whole concept of this this is like look in the mirror and if there's something that is plugging you in emotionally then it is exactly the space that you want to look at for yourself 
around what's going on for you in having such a strong emotional reaction to either something that someone said or a pattern that's coming up. And I'm pretty sure that that pattern may be present in your life in other areas. So really heading into that personal development area might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. However, it's actually the key to change being a good change practitioner. It is actually a key to being a great people leader and also about lining your purpose up with what you do. I think that's really, really important as well. And certainly I have found that that has been the case for me when looking at the purpose of change management and working in change management because of the people factor, because of the growth opportunity it gives to me and the ability to learn and grow regardless of who I come in contact with, whether people would perceive them to be negative or positive. I think you can learn from everyone. And so it is really important to see it as a a bit of a life journey because we spend so much time at work. So when you're lining up, and I think a lot of change managers really get into change management because of their passion for people and for helping people and supporting people, yet it is important to empower people. And sometimes people, change managers become agony aunts or gossip hubs. I'm not into that at all. (laughs) It is not where change management should be. It should be around ensuring that people are empowered, that people are connected and that they learn and that they can handle and uh, thrive in changing environments over time as they understand how to manage it better and organizations benefit from the practice as well. So a couple of things for you to consider. The other thing to mention is around vulnerability and the vulnerability piece Whilst Brené Brown has done a really great thing in highlighting it, it's had me reflect on times where I've really pushed vulnerability as a process or an approach. And at times, potentially, I have been too vulnerable um, and my self-care in that hasn't been as great as it should be. And that that has meant I've become more tired. Um, I've got to the point of burnout and therefore vulnerability can be a little bit destructive in that sense if you don't have the self-care factor in play. Now let's talk about vulnerability as a process. And I like to focus on feedback in this case and instance when it comes to being a good change practitioner. You really need to ensure that you're getting feedback from your stakeholders, that you're getting feedback from the team, that you're getting feedback and listening to all of the various people who are involved in change and subject matter experts, etc. Oftentimes you find, and I think in a hybrid working environment, this is even more important because you, you can't observe in the workplace behaviors that you typically would if you were all face-to-face and in the workplace together. So therefore, getting a really robust feedback system, it, it can scare people. It can have people feel exposed. I thrive on it. I welcome it and I ask for feedback. And whether I accept the feedback or not, well, depends on my mood. Again, when I talk about self-awareness, If there's a theme that continues to crop up, then I am listening 
wholeheartedly so that I can improve, take a different approach, try something different and grow. I think that's really important. And from a change perspective, I am not sure how many people are putting together almost like a feedback survey, standardizing that to seek feedback from stakeholders. Oftentimes in organizations which can be a little bit passive in their feedback, people will be like, oh no, they're fine, they're doing a good job, that's fine. Well, that doesn't help the person. So it's around ensuring that there's some constructive feedback and oftentimes there are little niggles and you don't want those little niggles to become big issues. So by actually seeking the feedback on a regular basis, taking follow-up action, then seeing if that has shifted, you will see results change over time and higher engagement with stakeholders, but also a great learning experience and growth experience for yourself as a change manager. So putting together some formal feedback processes, really important, informal as well, Um, doing on-the-spot coaching, um, asking for on-the-spot feedback soon after like some key meetings is really important as well. And it can, that vulnerability is that sense of, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of a deep end, but you know, if I'm asking for that, um, it, you feel exposed and that is the concept of vulnerability. And it means that it's a great space to be in. Now you do have to be cautious because if you are finding someone who's being antagonistic or that there's some sort of big dynamic playing out between you both, I would caution on what you listen and, and the timing as well of getting feedback. I will always say that you should give permission and ask permission to provide feedback and also be willing to accept if the person says, no, I'm, I'm really not in the space to receive this feedback. And I think you really need to respect that. As well as that, you also need to be in the space to ask for feedback and be willing to listen as well. So that's the aspect of vulnerability that I wanted to touch on today. The the other key element to this is that foundation belief of learning and knowing that you are never too experienced to learn. You never know it all when it comes to change management. Now, in my earlier years, I would say that well, change management in my earlier years wasn't around as a concept, but I still had a bit of arrogance about me in my 20s. Um, I think it's probably necessary to help you survive and not take on too much in the 20s and, and not not be too, um, too battered around a little bit as you go into the workforce in your early 20s and then as you develop through. But it is really important to know that The more experienced people have had oftentimes a lot of really positive and negative experiences to grow and learn from. Correlation between age and learning, I think, is a myth. I think it's all about mindset. So it is important that when looking at vulnerability and the almost humility that you need to have to constantly learn when in the change space is also a key attribute of a great change person whenever I hear someone say oh I've done prosci I know change management or I've done my change management course so I know how to change change as a leader and and they are not a change practitioner who has to go in and transform organizations that are accountable for that 
then as far as I'm concerned, that's great that you understand the world I live in. However, uh, then don't be so arrogant to know that you, to think that you know change in and out. It's a level of emotional intelligence and humility to know that actually you're always learning. And it's important as a change practitioner to always learn. And you will see that through some of the content that I publish and then um, iterate on. And certainly in the last couple of years, because of the pandemic, the force change, I mean, there's so much to learn from the last two years. There's so much to embrace and there's so many trends to correlate around how people are feeling at this point in time that it really does once again when I talk about self-awareness it's around learning about yourself understanding that you're part of a greater community and that all humans have common elements to ourselves common drivers and that there is a greater psychology that sits in organizations and in individuals that you can tap into as a result of both being vulnerable and as well as being self-aware and constantly self-reflecting to grow and having a, a growth mindset as such. When I think about another area that um, vulnerability touches on, I just, you know, when was reflecting on it, thought about the concept of beta testing, piloting, um, always, you know, I say hashtag everything is a beta test because when you're in a change environment, you need to constantly evolve, adapt, try new things, see what works, see what doesn't work, make it safe from a psychologically safe place. And psychological safety is something that we'll look at in another episode. But it is important to fail, fail fast, explore, learn, report, and you build on your experience. So it is important and the area of customer experience, customer mapping, CX design teams would really relate to this concept around everything is a beta test and it does have foundation, strong foundation, but it's a level of vulnerability that it brings and it's that vulnerability which makes people feel uncomfortable because they're supposed to be experts and what changes and CX people push for is that everything's a learning opportunity so we'll do well but we can always do better after we have put something into place. The teams and the people who understand that and the leaders who can create the space for that to happen are in the organizations who are thriving from a culture perspective because people feel they have a sense of purpose that they can try things do new things and that failure is reworked in a new belief system around progress. And so while things, some things may work and others may not, that they feel safe to try. And that is really, really critical. And there's a level, as I said, of vulnerability and deep end that has a sense about it from that perspective. So just a couple of things that I think and attributes that really create great change managers and I think the third element would be resilience and that really does come down to the self-care aspect from a change perspective it is a difficult profession because you are buffeted by emotions certainly if you're working with frontline people if you're working across organizations you get the emotions that happen when change is 
put into play. You need support leaders who are also going through possibly their emotional process. So while some and many people think about change as a great opportunity to work with people, I think the resilience required is often underestimated and you do need to put some self-care tactics into play as a change practitioner and to make sure that you're supporting other change practitioners to debrief when they need to, to take a break when they need to um, and ensure that they don't become overwhelmed as people when working in these roles. I think it is really, really important. Mainly because oftentimes they are also the support people for others when it comes to the emotional spectrum that people go through. So three areas when it comes to being a good, great change practitioner. And you'll notice that I haven't talked about you know, the best change practitioners are ProSci or Cotter or other accreditations. It's not about necessarily the skill sets or frameworks that they apply. The differentiator when it comes to a good change manager or a good change practitioner is the maturity, the ability to support, the focus that people have, the results that they get. And that really comes from that being centered, being self-aware, being vulnerable and also ensuring that they are resilient and set boundaries when it comes to being a change practitioner. I can give many examples of times where I have felt overwhelmed, where I haven't taken care of myself um, to my own detriment and where it has meant that I've possibly let people down in the long term and I know that they probably don't feel that way. Um, however, you know, that is something that, uh, as time has gone on and I have had more and more experience and now coming up to a ridiculous amount of years experience in this area that, um, I'm just breaking the back of really when it comes to my approach. And that has been a long journey. And as I said, you're continually learning. So you're learning about yourself, you're learning about new approaches, you're learning about how you can do things better and that's a lifelong journey. So I would encourage you if you are a people-oriented person, if you do have some of these attributes or interests is to explore these topics that will put you in good stead when it comes to you being a great change practitioner and just know that it's not always about the skill sets that you bring to the table. In fact, a lot of who you are is what happens and what gets delivered when it comes down to your change methodology and when it comes down to your change interventions. So you always have a bit of yourself in the change that you deliver for organizations. Just ensure that you're taking care of yourself through the process and always exploring the learning opportunities that you're given as a change practitioner. I hope you enjoyed today's episode because it became really present to me to post this and talk about this and it will be something that I continue to talk about as I talk about change approaches and ensure that I will put some links to various resources on my website myvirtualchangemanager.com and I hope you have a wonderful day and just remember that change matters because people matter. Thanks for listening.